Hi, I'm Ella. I'm Niara. And welcome to Bones Cast, a Bones podcast where we are watching and discussing the TV show Bones, except for today, because in honor of the great Julie Andrews' birthday, we are taking a short break from Bones to discuss the 2004 film, The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Um, uh, correction, the 2004 a masterpiece, masterpiece, Princess Diaries 2, A Royal Engagement, a.k.a. my favorite film <laughs> of all time. Yes. And our apologies for the belated birthday wishes to Julie Andrews, yes. who was knighted. She is Dame Julie Andrews, by the way. Oh, you know what? I mean, is never late. Everyone else is. I was going to say that, but I couldn't remember if she was British. I was sure that if she was, she had been knighted, but. Um, oh, for sure she has been knighted. Okay. Oh yeah, don't don't you worry. Yeah, also she I'm silly. Dame she has a, she has a British accent in this movie. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, well a lot of people have a lot of accents. That's in true. Movies. We're about to get into the weird accent Morocco. Oh like, my god, let's talk about the mythology of Genovia. That is jo- Genovia and its pairs. <laughs> Um, Genovia, yes. the land uh, I call my no, home. Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What a cackle! Um, but yeah, oh. so sorry if you were tuning in for some bones content. I hope that you'll still stay this week because it's gonna be fun. Niara and I are both really excited about it. Some have said <laughs> that it's too early to do an off-topic episode for your third episode, but we don't give a fuck. So. Um, but yeah, so the, the, uh, Princess Diaries 2, which first of all, when we discussed doing a movie for Julie Andrews' birthday, which was on last Tuesday, we're doing it a little late, a little late, but as Niara said, a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. That's right. So Julie Andrews, the, the problem here is that Julie Andrews is the queen and we are not. So we are actually late. Um, <laughs> but, uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, what's weird is that we discussed doing this for Julie Andrews' birthday, and I feel like immediately we were both, uh, in agreement that we would do Princess Diaries 2. Like, why, I don't know why that was obvious, but to me, this feels like the definitive Princess Diaries movie. Oh, for sure. If anything, you know, like, I know this is supposed to be, like, the sequel, whatever. No. If anything, Princess Diaries is like the bad star wars prequel that pales in comparison oh well i think that's taking it a bit far but i think i that's, will only take it too far that's a lot coming from you niar because you are a princess diaries or have the potential to be a princess diaries book reader smug book reader like you're the person who I, if anybody would be like oh the one that's not faithful to the book because the first one is based on the books by Meg Cabot. The first one, okay, let's let's be very clear about something. The first one takes some liberties that I am not okay with. Well, what? so in the everything everything about the movie is not about the books. I am a diehard book stan. So okay? I've never read any of the books, so you'll have to you have to tell me all of this. I know that um they killed her dad. I know that her dad is not oh dead. Oh my god. Like what? Everything about it is different. First of all, in the books her grandma sucks, okay? Like she hates her grandmother. Wow. She's yeah, she's like a chain-smoking alcoholic like bitter washed up princess like that's 
the grandmother. Interesting. But obviously, That's so different. you need Julie Andrews to play her, so you gotta you gotta clean it up. Yeah, and 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 like, it was also in Tribeca, her. right? Yeah, it was in New York City. The whole thing was that she's like this alternative, like Greenpeace loving New York City girl who lives in a loft with her mom and gets takeout all the time and wears Doc Martens. <laughs> And I mean, most of that is still the same, except for the loft in New York City. Okay, but like New York was an integral part of the book. of the story, as it is any story set in New York City. True. Not biased because that's where I'm originally from, but that's whatever. Anyways, well, apparently this movie was uh, the first one was supposed to be called The Princess of Tribeca. That was the the script was originally titled that. Well, was. yeah, it should have been because also but her relationship with I her like dad the San Francisco was so cool. of it all. I, I maybe it's just because I haven't read the book. No, you would be like, okay, but I think it's also like the movie has been PGified. Um, Gified. PGified. No, but the movie is rated G, so it's been Gified. It's Gified. Yeah. <gasps> Princess Diaries 2 is rated G. I think you can't show anything on the Disney Channel that's not rated G. Wow. Which is kind of remarkable. That's so interesting. Because there's, like, kissing in this movie. I know. Like, that movie was probably part of my sexual awakening. Like, oh, they oh, fall yeah. into the fountain and they make out? Come on. Yeah. Cr- that's Chris G. Pine, not to spoil, but Chris Pine at the end of this movie saying the word astute. That was definitely a big moment for me as a kid. I mean, Yeah. I don't think I knew what astute was, but it was, it was, it was but good. you knew you liked it coming out of his mouth. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that much. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, so this movie, so the first one came out in 2001. Um, and it's all about her in high school. I think another kind of interesting thing about this is like all the books and you can confirm this, but I'm pretty sure all the books take place in high school. And the last one came out in 2007. So when Royal Engagement came out, she was still writing high school books. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they were like, oh, even though all the other books are about this, we've, we've run the well dry in high school and we need to go five years into the future. Well, I think part of it is that, you know, when you're trying to source from, book, from a book series that's not finished, cough, cough, Game of Thrones... <laughs> You have to make some choices. And I think part of it is that, you know, I think Meg Cabot always set out to write kind of a longer series. And so um, Mia's relationship, you know, like everything doesn't fall into the place by the end of the movie the way, you know, like it takes a couple books. So you you read all the the books or you just read some of them? I think I've read the first three books. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah, they, the, they decided to make a second one after the first one was very successful. Um, I kind of wonder, because Gary Marshall had done Pretty Woman and like Overboard, like all these, I mean, big theatrical, big star movies. I wonder how he ended up in a place where he was going to direct a Disney Channel movie, essentially. Yeah. Like I, I, there's no question that it was a good move because like when you search Gary Marshall movies, like in the top five is both of these movies, but it's just kind of like, I mean, maybe I just, you don't really see that. Like there aren't that many Disney channel movies that have been directed by previously big Hollywood directors. Um, sometimes they (laughs) go the other way, but yeah, it's just interesting. But I guess he probably, 
maybe when Julie Andrews signed on, he was like, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if you go into this movie adaptation, and I'm pretty sure I read something where they were always like, we want Julie Andrews. Yeah. So, I mean, if you know going into it that you want her, you have to kind of pull out the big guns. Yes. True. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it went the other way. Maybe she was like, I, maybe, and then they got Gary Marshall, and she was like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, but, so, this one takes place, um, five years after the original, and the original, Mia Thermopolis lives in San Francisco, she figures out she's a princess, and, me? A princess? Yeah. Shut Shut up! up. (laughs) Which they flash back to in the second one you gotta love a movie that like instead of just <laughs> recapping like actually uses clips <laughs> from the first movie to remind you what had happened um but so now she's graduated from i wrote harvard but i think it's actually princeton it's princeton yeah from the school of public and international from the woodrow Affairs, wilson school of public which is and a real Affairs. which is a real school i looked it up uh well um, woodrow wilson went to princeton after leaving davidson so oh you're welcome this movie wouldn't have happened <laughs> or maybe she davidson would have been College. at davidson and then that would wouldn't have been wild be crazy? how different my life would be <laughs> oh my god you definitely i mean i don't know who knows um wow and then she which we see her graduate um and she also like hugs all of her friends from college who we never hear from or see again or hear of <laughs> Like you'd think, yeah, no. You know, you'd think that like when you end up having to get married in a very short amount of time, you would like call your friend from college and be like, "Oh my god, I have to get married." But okay, but then never we wouldn't have of. the gem that is Lily. I know, I know. It's it's Lily's worth great. it for Lily to come back. I wish Lily and her had gone to uh, college together, but Berkeley is so right for her. <laughs> you mean berserkly? Berserkly. <laughs> um. And then, so then we see her on the beautiful Genovian private jet going to Genovia. And there's a bunch of diary writing um, where we get a lot of exposi- exposition. And we don't know yet that she's going to have to get married, but we do know that she's going to take the crown, which is pretty intense. Like, yeah, she's yeah. Just supposed I to, mean, she's 21. Yeah, she's 21. Anne Hathaway here is, is 21 playing 21. Or she's 22 playing 21. So Anne Hathaway is is young um as well yes um and i also okay so i also recently just watched the intern which is an excellent movie (laughs) and i just realized that so many like it's weird that i'm not a big i mean i am a huge Anne hathaway fan but like so many of my favorite movies as a kid had Anne hathaway in them like oh yeah ella enchanted enchanted the devil wears prada and these two movies were like four huge movies for me and well, I, I only watched princess diaries too for like a year <laughs> i have the movie memorized <laughs> yeah me too the, the more of this i watched the more i this was one of those watchings where like every part everything was edged in my brain but i realized that i didn't understand a lot of things from oh my previous gosh, watches yeah. um the way that i eat ice cream is because of this movie oh okay God. it is it is embroiled <laughs> in every fiber of my being i realized i love this movie. for some reason i realized that john john reese davis john reese davies like taking the dart and like screaming at the top of his lungs <gasps> as he runs with yeah. it is like 
seared in my brain forever and i don't know he why he really freaks me out this he's okay, so good fun, in this little aside he is excellent in this film little aside you may remember our junior year of high school we were made to read the prince by machiavelli yes i only knew who machiavelli was because of this film. me too i got that book and i saw the cover of it which it's is the, the exact portrait. painting yeah and i was like oh my god it's that painting from princess diaries too well funny story i was so freaked out by that scene when i was like what seven when i had this movie on dvd and watched it daily mm-hmm. because it's like this creepy scene where they're talking about their nefarious plan to steal the throne and the music is so eerie and it is like, yeah and it zooms in on Machiavelli, who has this weird, he's like, creepy dude. youthful but old face he and looks no like, mouth. He looks and... like Cillian Murphy in, like, that weird, creepy, like... Oh, not, he does. I mean, Cillian Murphy is a good-looking dude, but, like, he can also be so No, creepy. he's not. He looks like a snake a snake man. Yeah, he kind of... Also, there's that one guy from Mad Men um, who's, like, really cr- creepy and slimy. Kind of forgot his name, but... Um, yeah, he looks like one of those guys, and that also made a huge impression on me. And, like, going back, like, his performance is so, um, hammy that, like, now I kind of find it ridiculous that I would be scared by him, but he's so similar to the bad guy in, the the situation is so similar to the bad guy in El Enchanted. Like, the guy who's, like, got a creepy plan, but his son doesn't really care. (laughs) I think it's his nephew. (laughs) They're both his nephews, maybe though. They're both nephews. They're so similar, and the, and the. That's so funny. The prince is always just like sort of going along with it, but like totally ineffectually, you know. Wow. Being yeah, what a connection. Wow, falls in love with Anne Hathaway. Uh huh. Yep. And give Anne Hathaway a vague disdain for them that she's like constantly (laughs) trying to convince herself of. Yeah. But anyways, I said all that to say, I read The Prince in one day because I was so scared of that picture. Oh my god. Like, from these, like, <laughs> So you didn't have to, feelings. like, carry it around? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways. Um, yeah. You guys didn't hear it, but Nihar and I just had a discussion about, uh, people we know who may look like Machiavelli. Who 100% look like Machiavelli. <laughs> yeah. Don't email. In don't a creepy ask time us. travel way. Don't ask us. <laughs> um this movie i don't i'm fairly certain i remember watching it on tv all period the period time period but it did open (laughs) in like over three thousand theaters so made 23 million its opening weekend not shabby not shabby at all Um, i mean i just assumed that i mean although let's be clear shonda rhimes is a star and she is but she was not a star this is pr- this is okay. pre. I mean, she's a star. Was born a star. Is the is the point? She a star was born. <laughs> Don't use when the passive she wrote voice. This screenplay. Yara, you can't use the passive voice. It's bad. Um, Shut up, English teacher from high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. This is pre Grey's. Uh, so this is this is baby baby Shonda Rhimes. I mean, but this but it's so indicative of her imminent fame yes it is and also gary marshall is also a star he is not a That's shabby true. team um but yeah it, it this is uh my nephew was my brother's sister <laughs> <laughs> what is that from 
I'm trying. I don't remember exactly what Viscount Mabry says when he's trying to explain that Nicholas could be. Oh yeah. The, but he's like no, he his says, father he says, was my sister's uncle. No, he says my nephew, and then he says his mother was my my sister's brother or something. Like just explains what a nephew is. It's like exactly. yeah, that's what a nephew is. <laughs> So anyway, so she's going to ascend to the crown. Julie Andrew, Julie Andrews is going to step down and she's going to take the crown. Uh, there needs to be more of a training period, in my opinion, but here we are. Um, and we're on the, the plane just getting some exposition about, you know, what's happened since the other one. We don't really care about on any of that. Michael's gone, she says, um, because his band is touring the world. Which, fun fact, uh, the actor who played him actually also was in a band that was touring the world, which is why he couldn't do this movie. Um, And then one of the most shocking things about this entire movie is the exterior shot of the CGI plane taxiing. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes. It looks like, did you ever watch JJ the jet plane? I know, but I know exactly the look you're talking about. It looks like it's an animated so show that you would watch on Disney Channel, like because you were up too early and the cartoons yes, were still it does. on. It's like so, <laughs> and it doesn't need to be there. Like you're in the no, Genovia no. private jet. We know where you're going. And then there's an exterior shot of the village. There's no need for it at all, but it's a, there was a 100% no fabricated shot. And it doesn't, it's so jarring and gross. I don't know why they put it in Can there. Can we talk about. Can we talk about when she drives through the city and there's the ben- the Panera bread oh in the God. background? Yes. So the exterior of Genovia is like, first of all, the set design of this and the whole like kind of vibe of Genovia, like for some reason gives like really reminds me of Shrek. Like it just it's like yes. very Shrek-y the way that it's like this almost cartoonish indefinite medieval. It's not medieval. It's modern it's times, like, but it's like weirdly medieval. It's like a... It's like if you go to Disney World and they have like an old European city yeah. that randomly mixes a bunch of different architectural styles that would not exist in the same country. Yes. Well, that's how it looks it is. like a backlot. And indeed it is. It, it does. is the universal yeah. backlot. If it looks familiar, it may be because you watch The Good Place. It is the town square in The Good Place. Um, no. <gasps> if you go back, wow. go back and look and you'll be like, oh my God. It's a good place. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Back and I knew I had a good feeling about that show. About what? About the good place. And it's because it gave me the same familiar sense of home I have when I watch Princess Diaries That's 2. That's probably why. And also because it's the good place. It's supposed to be heaven. Um, well. Yeah, I also heaven wrote. Heaven looks a lot like Genovia. I also wrote exterior Genovia. Um, LOL, this Panera bread. <laughs> It looks like it's so, okay, so funny. Have you ever been to a place? They have some of this uh, in like in Asheville, but like, have you ever been to a place where like they have a building code that only makes the exteriors of buildings only be a certain color scheme? Yeah, it looks like that, but all of Genovia, which is funny. Um, but so yeah, she comes in. Uh, she's taking over the country and she has her 21st birthday party she has to dance with all of the eligible bachelors which is a bunch of bozos basically it's yeah it's a hilarious you know parade of all of these men who are just simply the worst or are children in one case Mm -hmm. who 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 
I thought mm-hmm. there would be no connections to, I was desperately looking for Bones connections. And I thought, you know what? There's not going to be any. This kid was on Bones. He was on uh-huh. Bones because in the mi- in the early 2000s, he was in everything. He was. He was a guest star he on also, everything. Where is he He now? also, if you might recall, was one of the major characters in the Santa Claus and of the course. Santa Claus too. Yeah. Oh, he's such a distinctive dude. I really want to know where he is. Because um, I don't think... I've seen him in a movie since he turned 18. <laughs> like, he's always, like, a little oh, kid. Oh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, and she she also says, you know, there's just one problem. I've never been in love, which I think is a crucial is crucial for the way this movie plays out, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, it's... Go ahead. I was going to say, you posed the question in the doc, is this a coming-of-age story or is it a rom-com? But we can get to that later. Well, yeah, because I think, I think the, like... The way we think about it is, like, the first one is a coming of age. I think that's for sure. And that this one is a rom-com. But I, I want to I wanna challenge that. So we'll, we'll, let's keep that in mind as we talk about it because I want to challenge that. Um, no, this is for sure coming of age. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. I found a thing that says that, like, I just found some random article that defines rom-com and it's basically like, oh, a thing where like most of the dramatic tension and comedic tension comes out of the romantic relationship, which I don't think is the case in this movie. There's a lot of stuff that mostly has to do with her becoming queen. Um, So we'll keep that in mind. But but yeah, I also think that like in order to buy that she would, because it's not like she went straight from high school, like she had a whole... She went to college. So, like, the fact that she just totally buys into, oh, yeah, I'm going to have an arranged marriage is, like, kind of a leap. But I feel like this explains that yeah. a little bit. Um, and then Miss Andrews herself arrives. She says... But you're late, Your Majesty. A queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. Of course. Um, and we get some fun opening credits i'm sure everyone knows by now because like i feel like it was going around on twitter but like this movie was produced by whitney houston as was the first one and the screenplay is by shonda rhimes so i mean yeah and honestly it's so funny to think about this now but one of the other producers um deborah martin chase is also a black woman and i think the fact that three black women were influential in the creation of this film has a lot to do with raven simone's large part Mm -hmm. in the movie like she's this princess from africa who is also somehow mia's best friend even though we've never heard of her (laughs) and she has a song that she sings with julie andrews Mm -hmm. there's like multiple younger black princesses who come to the engagement party as well like I don't think any of that would have happened otherwise, and I think that is dope. Yeah. As hell. Yeah, although I, even watching this, like, because in this sequence, like, this dance scene, like, Raven is so fun. Like, she's such a fun best friend Um, in the, like, little bit that she's in, and it actually is kind of a bummer that she doesn't. I mean, I guess Lily is the token friend, and so that's why we don't get any other friends in this whole movie, but um, I wish Raven Simone could have been there to be, like, actually like for me to be like oh i don't know if i want to marry this guy and for raven simone to actually yeah. be there and talk about that with her because at the she just sort of gets to be the princess who is her age 
in this movie. Um, That's true. And it is funny how, you know, they wouldn't lean on the fact that there are probably a lot of other princesses who are having, I mean, a lot of the princesses invited to her bridal party are like seven-year-olds, <laughs> um, which I really loved when I was a seven-year-old. But, but it's you know, so looking weird. back. I, what's the difference between a bridal party and a bachelorette party? Is that a so dumb question? So a bridal party is like, it's like, a, it's like a bridal shower. A bridal party is really like your bridesmaids and your maid of honor. But a bridal shower is like a tea party that they throw for you and they open up gifts. So it's not Whereas a bachelor bachel- No, and it's not necessarily just your bridal party. Like a bachelorette party is usually just the bridesmaids, the maid of honor, and the bride. Right. Whereas a bridal party can be more of your extended circle and it's more about like, yay, you're a woman now. Like, here's this tea set that I bought mm, for you. Okay. Instead of like, yay, let's eat penis-shaped stuff. You Classic. Know? Uh, everyone knows that once you become a woman, you get a very awesome tea set. Um, of course, yeah. That was definitely a non-subtle hint for you to get me a tea <laughs> set when I get married. Okay, I've Actually, you don't have to do right that because down. I bought one when I was in Morocco, so. Oh, okay. Actually well, I'm off the that. hook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, we're at this party. We get to meet some of, like, Mia's, like, n- you know, presumably her, like, princess friends that she's made over the last few years. Um, there's some, like, funny extras. That's, like, one of the very Gary Marshall things about this movie is, like, he'll just cut to randos all the time and they'll say weird things um which i kind of love about (laughs) gary marshall but then there are some things about this movie that are are totally unnecessary and like aren't fun enough for that like i'm gonna say cutting to the dog and cat does not do it for me and also lionel i would cut out of this movie if i could (laughs) i do not care for lionel Lionel just makes me sad he makes me sad and he has no role in the movie is because you know we've all been that eager intern who everyone's yeah. like we just have to have and you he's here. skewered in this like i feel like gary marshall had an intern that he was like really annoyed <laughs> with and like oh one of the things is that that they cut to that i thought was funny was they just they're panning around all these guests and there's one woman who's standing with a bunch of other women and she just goes i hope they have string cheese that's a callback to the first movie oh is it i missed that yes uh, because she is also at, like, the dinner or whatever that they have where Mia makes a fool of herself. And she says something about string cheese. I wonder and if she's that's like, an... what's this string cheese? Is that an American thing? And then at the second thing, oh, at the second oh. ball, she's like, ooh, I'm so excited for string cheese. That's amazing. I love Isn't that. Isn't that cute? There's a lot of Gary Marshall call- callbacks that go back to the first movie and also go back to even, like, Pretty Woman. Like, there's the moment in the first movie where she's at the same dinner i think and she like can't eat something or something and it like flies somewhere and the waiter's like oh it happens all the time that also happens in pretty woman and then it also happens in this movie when she like puts her hand up to wave and her bracelet flies off oh yeah and the, the guy's that like oh happen. it happens all the time which is doesn't make sense like do Fun people's fact. bracelets fall off all the time <laughs> Fun fact i have never seen pretty woman oh interesting it's so, not uh, as good that, as this movie. This movie I is so, that. it's not very like this movie is, is excellent. There's nothing wrong with it and I'm going to let it slide that you said that there were a couple of things that weren't working for you. Oh god. <laughs> I'm going to watch myself for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um no, Pretty Woman I I rewatched it maybe like a year ago and I was like this is like like it kind of annoyed me. 
Like, there's a whole mm. sequence in it where, so she's like a prostitute, <coughs> and he's like a high class man. Yeah. Um, and I know the whole plot because of that one uh, episode of The Office. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, but then there's like a whole sequence where, like, he just like kind of mansplains sophisticated things to her. And it's just as cringy. It's not the only cringy part, but that's the part that I remember. Um, but anyway, there are a, a lot of Gary 80s. Marshall. It's a little too 80s. But anyway, so then I wrote Raven, all caps. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Mia, Raven comes up as Mia is like stealing cake, which I think is confusing because isn't it her party? She's like stealing cake and seeing if anyone And she sees. goes, I saw that. And then they <laughs> go, ah! Yeah, but like why, why is she ashamed of eating cake at her own party? Because you're not supposed to eat cake until a certain point of the party. Everyone knows oh, okay. that. It's the climax of a party. It's her 21st okay. birthday party. But aren't Come they going to notice when a little bit is taken out? Uh yeah, that's the whole that's the whole joke. Okay, I <laughs> the whole joke is that Raven's like, I know it was you, and when okay. they say later, where's this chunk of the cake? Raven's <laughs> okay. gonna know. <laughs> Thank you for helping me understand this highly complicated movie. Um, <laughs> and then she runs into Chris Pine, and she steps on his foot, famously, and she oh, says, so "Oh, sh- are you sure you don't want to sh- exchange licenses and proof of insurance?" Which I've seen this movie in the last couple years, but like that's a hundred percent the first time I understood what that meant. Um, <laughs> I think as a kid, I was just like, "What? I don't understand." You're like, "Oh, it seems like this is what I'm supposed to laugh." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like that sounds like a grown-up thing, but I don't know what it is. Um, and then they dance, and he wins from the get-go because all of the other guys were. All he has to do is not be a disastrous dancer. Um, also, I wrote the, the little kid, the one who was in Bones. Um, he says, "May I blow in your ear?" Oh, which God, I don't yeah. understand. Is that like an old-fashioned courting? May thing? I blow in your ear? And then evil John Reese davis bumps into her in a oh, piece of genius just... foreshadowing. He says, someone <laughs> might want to steal this. And and as a kid, you're like, oh, that would be bad. But as an adult, you're like, <laughs> wow, please hit me over the head with a 70,000-ton anvil. He, he says, someone might want to steal that, basically twirling his figurative mustache. <laughs> And Anne Hathaway is just like, oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's just so, so heavy handed. Yeah. But so anyway. Also, that was not a criticism of the film. I still love it. 100%. (laughs) Well, it has to be heavy handed because it's for children. And I would not have understood. I'd be like, where did this Jonathan Reese Davies guy come from? Um, Really? You would have been like, oh, I know him. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, but then we go back and we meet Brigitte and Brigitta, oh. some gems, some pretty useless people in this movie who I they actually suck. love. I think they're, they suck, but like, they're so cute. I love Brigitte and Brigitta. Um, so anyway, so then she's like, um, whatever. I, I can't they're remember. They're like, oh, how do you want me to curtsy? And I'm oh my like, gosh, this the curtsying sequence takes is the weirdest runner. This movie is full of like weird runners that are like not there's such gary marshall isms in terms of like what kind of joke they are which is that they're not like that good of runners but like they just (laughs) keep going there are some really funny parts of this movie but the curtsying is just like it's just peripheral um but then the queen uh meets with parliament um 
And Mia is like looking around the castle and very, very conveniently finds like a door in which to listen in. Oh my gosh, this scene scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh, when really? she's going through when she's going through the tunnel and all of the creepy eyes and like yeah, the Mycenaean yeah, yeah, yeah. art style. But her poncho in this is amazing. Oh, absolute oh, ten out of ten on the fashion. Poncho is so great. I think that the the color scheme of this poncho was required if you were going to air on the Disney Channel. It's like pink <laughs> and orange. It's like you have to wear something like this if it's going to air on Disney. So wholesome. Um, and then, so basically they both find out at the same time. Basically, we were introduced that John Reese Davis thinks that um, Chris Pine is the his nephew, who we don't know yet. Well, we do know him, but he's just turned 21 and he is also eligible. And in fact, uh, Mia must be married in order to be more eligible than him, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and Julie even Andrews Julie is Andrews, like, what the hell? No, Julie Andrews says, shut up. And then when they're all like, cute because Anne Hathaway taught her that. Shut up doesn't always mean shut up. Sometimes it means, oh, wow, geez. Yeah, this is their bones moment where they don't understand. <laughs> It is, but also, it's some bullshit because yeah, and even Julie Andrews is like right off the bat is like, uh, that's bullshit. That sounds like, obviously this is the twenty first century, and obviously we're not going to abide by that. But the Parliament is one hundred percent men. Yeah. Um. So, and the random black guys, and they're like, like, "Why are you black?" <laughs> well, the 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 like population of Genovia doesn't make any sense race-wise or national like everyone's randomly italian american french well genovia is supposed to be between france and italy okay is that like a do they touch sorry i'm an idiot yes do they they touch touch. okay yeah um but there are some spanish like sometimes people speak spanish yeah it's supposed to be like nestled right in there and that let me pull up a map of of europe but it's supposed to be nestled right in there between all those countries. So that's why it seems very ambiguously Western European. Yeah. Instead of being, you know, a real place. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be, like, wedged, like, between France, Switzerland, and Italy. Okay. That makes sense. But, um, you know, it doesn't. But then some people are, like, weirdly <laughs> even American. I mean, Chris Pine is doing such a weird accent. It's like vaguely. But Chris Pine's not doing an accent. No, <laughs> he is. It's it's not American. It's like an American doing a weirdly highfalutin, like or almost early American accent. That's like a little bit British. I thought he was just trying to do like a smooth talking. Like, Maybe, I'm he Maybe he type is. Maybe he is. It comes off as like a weird accent, though. Um, but so anyway, they, I love that they, they almost give her a year, which would be totally slightly more reasonable. They're like, all right, we'll give her a year to find a husband. And then they're like, 30 days. <laughs> and like Anne Hathaway because almost all, every movie every movie has to have a crazy small well, and time then she gets, frame. She, gets, she finds a husband in less than, like Chris Pine is like, later he's like, oh, she found a husband in less than a week. She doesn't even use the 30 days. She gets well, engaged she, well, in less it, than a week. Well, she was never gonna just have a natural relationship anyways. She I, needed to true, just guess, but... have an arranged marriage. So I don't know why they didn't just say, here are the three guys you have to choose from. 
choose good one. point yeah well they do go on some weird like dates that are like it's like why didn't they just go on normal dates like why did other people have to go on their dates to make sure they're i don't know is weird um but anyway so then and then we also uh see nicholas and john reese davis um, are we sure this movie is rated g <laughs> yes i looked it up it's i can't g. believe that the feelings this movie gives me are not <laughs> rated g that's for sure when they're like cuddling under the tree are you kidding wow it's true i feel like you're not allowed to kiss in a g-rated movie but this movie oh nonetheless God. is rated g um I, no I movie that chris pine is in should be rated g no he is not rated g no he just is. his face <laughs> oh i'm just reading about the what by the way a movie i just looked this up and roger ebert gave this movie one and a half stars <laughs> okay well he wasn't the you know what that's um that's ridiculous because he's not the target audience i, I was ex- the exact target audience when this movie came out and i give it 12 out of five stars <laughs> So. I, I concur. It was also released on August 7th, so happy late birthday to Julie Andrews, but also happy late birthday to me. And happy one my month birthday, birthday to me. Yeah. I am, yeah, 29 days older than you. Suck it. Oh. <laughs> G rating um, guidelines. It's rated G. Did you see it was rated G? No, I'm looking up the classifications. Like, what does what makes it's, a movie G? It is rated G. I know, but what what means G? Okay, G means nothing in theme, language, nudity, sex, or violence would offend parents of younger children. I mean, not only is there like a there's like one there's like two kisses in this movie, but. The plot There's a lot of sexual tension in this movie. There's a lot of sexual tension. almost worse. But, well, yeah. But the other thing is is that, like, the movie revolves around you totally rooting for this person to, like, have an extramarital... Like, the movie doesn't at all ask you to think... Like, Anne Hathaway is never like, oh my god, I should, like, not do this because I'm, like, engaged. Like, that's the part that, like, if I were showing it to my kid, like, it suggests that cheating on your fiance is okay and it like does. everyone in the movie as long as he's hot enough is rooting for them like lily is like wingman wingmanning her all the way up until the day of her wedding which is wild That's so like true. no one ever and so are brigitte and brigitte like brigitte and brigitte and, are like yeah, totally on board they're, they're totally like oh complicit. yeah that's mia and her fiance and there's mia and the guy that she likes more than her fiance <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then we, we get, um, John Reese davis like, with his Machiavellian, uh, like, philosophy, um, and we, we firmly declare that he is willing to do evil things, and we also learn that the cute guy from the party is Nicholas, who is also fit for the throne, um, and then we also get a cute scene with, uh, Julie Andrews and Joseph, um, Aww they're cute and i also learned through research that they had the idea for their romance in this they were like we should like they like pitched it to the people 
which I think is cute. cute. Her, her and uh, Julie Andrews and Hector Elizondo. Um, and then in a very like weird Pride and Prejudice, like this would never really happen in the modern age move they invite jonathan reese davis and chris pine to come stay with them which is such a weird concept that i really don't think i understood like i think when i first watched it i was just Wait, like, I yeah chris, Pratt is, chris pine is always like around <clears throat> but they are they invite the enemy to come stay with them which is such a weird concept why i mean i guess they if you do have that a huge i don't house, understand that because it's queenly and respectful well i how else would they fall in love true true um but yeah th- this is like a weird th- i don't How else could think- they get locked in closets together oh my they- oh my god would they get locked in the closet together this movie should not be rated g <laughs> who what was the motion picture association of america smoking when they watched this and rated it g i don't um, know they clearly all were not as titillated as i have been clearly um but so yeah, I also have written here that Anne Hathaway is, I think, doing a really good job of, like, physically with her performance still being very, like, clum- like her, like, physical performance is still very, like, clumsy and, um, I want to say American, yeah. but that's not what I mean. It's just, like, she you buy that she's, like, a fish out of water at this point. Um, but it's also still. much more refined than it is the like the first one's a little the bit ridiculous. The first one is so hammy, yeah, it's so over the top. Like, oh my god, watching her in that first scene with Julie Andrews is like so painful. Um, oh gosh, yeah, where she's like trying to sit in the chair and she falls. Like, are you kidding like, me? Can, you can't sit, sit in, in the chair, chair normally. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Mia. Um, and then they they go out into like the foyer to meet John Reese Davis and Nicholas, and she promptly slams on his foot, which. Honestly, as a 21-year-old, it is pretty <laughs> childish thing to do. <laughs> it's incredibly um, childish, yeah. Uh, uh, Julie Andrews says she's going to personally get some ice and then doesn't. They go directly from the not. kitchen to another location. Um, and then, But this is kind of cute because she's like eating ice cream the way that you said. And oh my gosh, the way that she eats ice cream. And haagen ice cream, no less. Yes, which I think at the time was like trendy. I think at the time, Hong and Daz was, like, trendy um, and new. Maybe not. Maybe that just, I don't know. Might have made that up. Um, but she's, like, upset because he's her enemy and she, like, flirted with him at the party. Which is still not a really good reason to, like, stomp on someone's foot. Um, it's really not. Especially and, in heels. And then we are introduced to Mia's suite. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's suite is, like, so nice, but also this closet really stresses me out because you have to use, like, a remote to open everything, which I would lose immediately, and also it seems way harder than just opening a drawer to, like, Shut have up, to it's pull. awesome. The <laughs> okay. drawers full of sunglasses, that's amazing. That's that probably why I shop so much to this day. <laughs> We're getting to the bottom of so many of our, uh... I think... Everything about me now is directly related to some aspect of this film, without a doubt. Um, And then Lily shows up, (coughs) who's great. The the weird thing about this movie... And she has blonde highlights. Okay, Mia says, you're blonde, but she, like, doesn't really... She's not blonde. (laughs) She She has has chunky blonde blonde highlights, just like Kelly Clarkson. Yes, who is also in this movie. Um... 
and then they're like oh my god hi you're blonde i'm getting married it's so cute i love lily she's so great <laughs> um great. her wardrobe in this is so spot on she's always wearing like some erudite t-shirt uh but then they like go into the like screening room i guess of their palace and have a, a fun little prince slideshow with uh, the pear popcorn with pear popcorn because genovia loves pears, pears are the specialty of pears genovia because are everything something about being on the border of france in italy makes it's like we don't it have a really real identity because pears. we're too small of a country but we like pears so <laughs> um what i wrote so was we ruin prince- perfectly good food with pear flavor <laughs> which is a bad flavor in my opinion <laughs> um but i wrote um prince williams used to be way cuter than i thought he did prince william was such a cutie it's such a shame what happened listen not to say he's not cute now because i don't want to diss prince william but he i know i was gonna was say we can't air that part just in case he wants I to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah if if you represent prince william please contact us bones bones cast at gmail.com <laughs> kensington palace please contact us yeah and then a fun little gary marshallism and also like for some reason i always think of this movie like i really equate these kinds of movies with nancy myers movies which is like the total disregard of reality for the sake of the movie and i'm totally okay <laughs> with it it kind of happens in bones too but like Oh, yeah. Julie Andrews is like, we need someone who in- has integrity and won't step on your toes as you're trying to rule. And then they show the picture of Andrew and they're like, like him? As if like his picture <laughs> betrays any of those facts. Um, and then you can just see in his face <laughs> all of those personality traits. And then they're like, of course, him. And that's that. And then they go on a cute little scarf date where her scarf blows off and that's like a cute little thing and they play bad men um (laughs) but uh and then there's a fun love montage with that song that's really good it's a really good song on that one um the soundtrack for this you say what you want the soundtrack to this movie is iconic yes it's It's iconic yeah and then he uh, you know we love montage through everything and he then proposes with a film canister because he's a photographer that's his whole personality and he proposes to her in front of a bunch of photographers and she says yes what, and elsie kentworthy is like it's a ring oh elsie kentworthy elsie kentworthy Hi, out I'm of the Elsie frying pan into the f- fire for princess mia <laughs> <laughs> your eggs sunny side up and then lily says i'd like to tell her where she can put her eggs oh gosh um, what I think Elsie Cantworthy. <laughs> what do we think of Andrew? Because like I mean, he's so Andrew, set up. Like Chris Pine is so great in this movie that you're just like, ugh. But Andrew, like, why do we think he's settling for this? Because he doesn't. He's such a square. He's so square. He's quadrilateral. Is what I yeah. Would say. I mean, they really just did not set up any nuance in this love triangle whatsoever. Like. I have almost no feelings about him because he's so uninteresting. The only reason I hate him is I'm like, why are you so, so gung-ho yeah. for and arranged we don't, marriage? They don't at all bother to make it seem like... And I mean, they set this up so that later when they kiss and it's horrible, you believe that he doesn't feel anything. But like, it's not even like we're heartbroken for him because he never seems to actually like her either. So we're just like, blah, Andrew. You're just blah. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, I love this joke where they announce their engagement. This is my favorite kind of Gary Marshall joke that I like belly laughed at, which is when she's like <laughs> waving and she knocks the flower pot over and then she like holds oh, it because she's so it. and then takes it off stage or off the balcony with her. Oh, so funny. Um, and then we go back. Now, I will say that one way that I would argue this is a romantic comedy is that in a romantic comedy, you do like cut back and forth between the two people and like their different things um and they do cut back to chris pine a lot like i don't know that if this were a pure coming of age we would get so many one-on-one scenes with john reese davis and nicholas what do you think Mm, yeah but i think i think it can be both you know i think there's definitely a lot of this you know mia coming back into her own and saying i'm gonna go for what i want even if it's not what yeah. everyone else thinks is good for me and in I a very coming-of-age way. I would also say that the resolution of the movie is when she says she's not going to be queen. Or when she says she's yeah. not going to marry, basically. It's not... And then you, like, almost... Like, I almost forgot about the scene at the end where they... I think they kiss again. This movie is so many... So kiss very kissy for a g-rated movie but i know she's like sitting in the throne room it's very cute because she's like slumped in the throne room and he comes and like kneels yes oh my gosh this movie was a hundred percent of my sexual awakening (laughs) like i think there is who i was before this movie (laughs) and who who i was after the two-year period when i couldn't stop watching this movie oh my god it's so crazy i remember we actually I don't know if you had this teacher in high school, but I had a teacher in high school who taught Chris Pine. Did you know that? What? Yeah, he did teach Chris Pine. And I remember one time so cool. he was trying to make a point about something. And he was like, you know, I used to teach Chris Pine. And <laughs> he was such a dork in high school and would never talk to anybody. And something, I don't even remember what the moral of the story was. There was a moral past that. But I just remember thinking, what? Bullshit. Of course he wasn't. He's fucking Chris Pine. Um, But anyway, Chris Pine, love you. You're the best. Um, (laughs) Also, (laughs) this is a love letter to Chris Pine. We did this for Julie Andrews, but it's really a love letter to Chris Pine. Um, It's 100% a love letter to Chris Pine. Also, John Reese Davis says... I owe so much to him. John Reese Davis says, power means never having to say you're sorry, which I he says it's from Machiavelli and it may be but it also reminds me I think it I think this is maybe also a play on the movie Love Story which came out in the 80s I think where a big line in it is love uh love means never having to say you're sorry yeah that's 100% is that a, a play on that it's a play on that okay cool okay and did everyone know that but me and I just realized it no I realized it as you were saying it but I said it with such confidence then okay. to sound like you were wrong oh, okay cool <laughs> um but also i was thinking about because i was like oh that's like that other line but also what a horrible line like that's not what love means it's not but he's also so yeah i yeah love means always saying at love story what are you talking about come on love means means always saying you're sorry i like that yeah um and then mia is reading on the stairs as one does when she is in a pride and prejudice situation where people who we have crushes are on are living in our homes um classic her, her cover is that she's hiding from Brigitte and Brigitte oh but I love this line that I laughed out loud at which she goes Brigitte I'm not here 
And Brigitte goes, it wasn't her. It was a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So um, Chris Pine is very unsubtly dressed in all black. Because at this point, <laughs> he's supposed to be the antagonist. And this is where I noted his accent, question mark, question mark. Because he's doing this very mannered thing that I guess one does if you look like Chris Pine in R21. Um, and then they, they talk about their lie dance. This is cute as hell. I remember even as a kid being like, whoa. Uh, and then she's like, I guess she's like running. So much of this plot is propelled by her hiding from Brigitte and Brigitte, but she's hiding from Brigitte and Brigitte. And so they go into a closet and he turns the lights out, which is quite a move. And then someone walks in and it looks like maybe they were kissing or were about to kiss, which seems to blow over very quickly to yeah. me. Like, Julie Andrews hears about this and does not confront Mia, which she should, I think. I think Julie Andrews should be like, mm. like, she mentions it later, but like, I don't know. It just feels like they, they let her get in too deep. Um, and then Joe and uh, Julie Andrews are talking and he proposes to her. And she's so like, sweet. oh, Joe. By the way, he says my queen so many times that it reminds me of Jon Snow saying my queen <laughs> all the time. He's always like, Mike, if you would prefer that I just be, if you just be my queen, my queen, then you will be my queen, my queen. <laughs> um, that's my impression of Joe. Another amazing shenanigan. She has to shoot an arrow flaming oh my through God. a hoop and the scene where he's <laughs> teaching her how he oh my God, does the we're classic not like he we're reaches not, around her we're not there yet but that is possibly the hottest mo- moment in the whole movie um i mean how is this movie out in the open G? out in the open too like they're so stupid anyway they were very brazen with they their were affair. like he comes over like sauntering as if he's her lover which he is and then andrew just like a doofus doesn't notice and just like leaves um but then so anyway she says it's symbolic for lighting my eternal flame which what what does that mean like Uh, as a ruler she's gonna reign forever i don't know it doesn't make any sense maybe Um, this is also her sexual awakening and that's what it means (laughs) yeah but we haven't gotten there yet so you know at this point it's symbolic for nothing um she is horrible at hitting the target or anywhere near it but she is excellent at almost hitting every human in a hundred yard radius (laughs) and it's it's another gary marshall runner where it's like it's not even like one two three like a joke should be it's like five people including chris pine reading a book Um, oh yeah and then there's some cute queen lessons with the fan. This is really a cute Julie Andrews Anne Hathaway moment. Um, Anne Hathaway is. is so like fun in this where she's like doing the thing where you change your face when you. I don't know how to describe that, but everyone knows. And what she's I'm excellent. About. That one scene changed my life. Every scene in this film has changed my life. And <laughs> I don't know, know Anne Hathaway. If you hear this, um, we love you we love you good job on everything i was thinking this because i just watched the intern which is an excellent movie and i had never (laughs) seen it and i was just thinking about how like there was like a weird period where everyone hated anne hathaway like i guess for trying hard like i was got very angry earlier today where i was like why did why did everyone hate anne hathaway she's so everyone hated anne hathaway after um les mis because but she really she was like went after kid. it. She really went after it, and people weren't ready for it. She That's was a annoying. visionary ahead of like, her time. That is the most annoying. Like, like 
not to go on my full feminist rant right now, but like just to think about all the dumb shit that actors get to do. And then, and all Anne Hathaway does is like try to be good at what she does. And we're all like, oh, she's trying too hard. She's like, and she also did a fantastic job. People weren't ready for the emotions no. that she made them feel. Okay. I wasn't when ready. When I think about how raw she eight. was. When I saw this movie, I wasn't ready for the emotion. When she cries in this movie, <laughs> oh, it gets God, when she cries she's in the so intern, brilliant. She's such a great crier. Anyway, um, Anne Hathaway, we love you. Um, and then people bring things to their table in a weird ritual. This oh, is where I she like chases a chicken around. But like, this what is kind a scene of country? Like, is this taxes? Like, it's so weird. It's like... That's where they're like, aren't Europeans so quaint? <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it they don't need any chickens. Isn't Europe is? Like, why are you bringing stuff to them? They don't... They're the royalty. There's, like... Lots of them are clearly French. One guy has a full American accent, but they pretend he's <laughs> French. Um, and then there's a chicken fias- fiasco where she, like, chases a chicken around, which is also pretty cute. And then the Genovian Times reads, which I thought this was funny, the headline is, Chicken a la Queen what oh yeah so dumb (laughs) um and then we get her horse shenanigan where she has to ride side saddle which watching it this time around i was like why does anyone ride side saddle that sounds so hard to me having ridden a horse well then julie andrews is gonna be like look it is really hard to ride side saddle let me fix this for you here's a whole ass wooden leg but then (laughs) John Reese Davis comes up with a genius plan where all you have to do is flash like a tiny little rubber snake and the horse freaks the fuck out. My of, favorite part like, about how it did is the that horse even see it. Like it, was it so really small. assumes that horses are perceptive enough no. to see like a little curly cue and they think even, snake. Do they even have peripheral vision? Like this guy was fully in the horse's peripheral vision. Well, horses must have peripheral vision because that's why they wear blinders. Oh, that's true. But why wasn't it wearing blinders? who knows anyway the leg falls off she's like oh joe you pulled my leg off and then i i mean this is kind of embarrassing but i don't understand why it's so embarrassing like it doesn't to me it doesn't equate like she like starts crying immediately and runs off well because europe is very quaint and if you don't know how to ride side saddle you're nobody that's true and also i guess if i were doing anything in front of a bunch of people and then they all went (gasps) i would be pretty freaked (laughs) out no matter what it was um yeah but then um this is the scene that really breaks my heart because Anne Hathaway is just like crying in the stables this scene is also like quite beautifully shot like this is very pretty in the stables and um Nicholas comes to comfort her because he feels bad and he doesn't know he doesn't know that John Reese Davis is responsible but he cares for her and he's like gives her her his hanky which is a classic very gentlemanly thing to do again Europeans are quaint as hell yeah um and then Joe and John Reese Davis have a confrontation that I love because Joe like puts puts the snake on his shoulder and is like, oh, you forgot this. It's so good. Joe's very Joe, Oh, he sweet. says he has d- diplomatic immunity in like a million countries, including Puerto <laughs> Rico. Why would you single out Puerto Rico? Is that something? I Why wouldn't you just say the United States? Yeah, it's like, oh, I will. F- I will fuck you up in Puerto Rico. That should scare you the most. Um <laughs> And then I like this little scene with Nicholas and Julie Andrews where he bakes something for her because that's part of his personality. He bakes, cooks. (laughs) Um, 
and he you know we kind of get some of his like this is another <coughs> one where it's like this is a little bit rom-commy which is like we don't why would we care so much about him if it were all about her but you know he yeah. says like oh i was i was actually born and raised in genovia and, and to me this is like a pretty good point like she doesn't know yeah. anything about genovia she literally just moved there exactly come on and only yeah. knew she was a princess for like five years but Anyway, and um, the whole time she was just studying policy at Princeton, which is a very useful skill as the leader of a country. But who cares about that? This guy loves pears. Yeah, and no, is also presumably I'm team educated. Hathaway. Oh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm also Team Hathaway. But anyway, I you know I thought that he could sway me with his sexy Chris Pineness, but you know what? I'm back. No, but the point is, this is like a John and Daenerys situation where it's like, I know you guys both want the crown, but also you're dating. Just get married and you can both have the crown. That is honestly such a funny point of it all because it's like, it's like, oh, the whole thing is that she has to get married. Like, what a tragedy. (laughs) You want to be king. I want to be queen. And we love each other. What are we going to do? (laughs) Yeah, it's very stupid. But also, are they related? No, I don't think so. But then how do they both have claim to the throne? <sighs> I feel like John Reese davis outlines it, and I just, I don't know. Well, his mother was somebody's sister something. Well, in that case, maybe he's not. Maybe he's, like, they're related by marriage or something. So then we have a garden party, which is so cute. Everyone wears floppy hats and has umbrellas, and they have some really fun musical acts um someone who oh sings my opera. gosh the opera singer <laughs> they give her a golden pear award and then this oh, like yeah. chinese guy sings a chinese song i, I can sing that action. song i don't speak any chinese do you want to sing it right now and then no. me is like mingling with all these people who we've never met she like she like has a very jovial conversation with some she's like oh look who's here it's nicholas and and hathaway is like Ugh. but we're like who is this chick like is this your friend why don't you hang out with her all the time <laughs> Um, and then Nicholas has brought this girl who's really seems like a lovely girl named Lady Alyssa. Uh, oh, who yeah, is, but she is likes horses too much. <laughs> How do you know? You can just I mean, tell. they're like, oh, well, Lady Alyssa does blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're right. But that's just the goss. The gossip. Um, and then they have like a my dates better than yours competition. And this is important. Andrew has a PhD in... What does he have a PhD in? Do you remember? It's anthropology. No. Ah! It's our second Bones connection. Um, Bones! And from Oxford, I believe, which I wonder if they know each other, because Bones also knows some forensic anthropologists at Oxford. Oh, my God. There may or may not be an episode about it. We may or may not Plot do twist. It. Alternate universe. Dude, that would be Bones so and Andrew get married. Oh, my God. They were... I don't think Andrew could handle it, but he, he's such no, a vanilla Andrew's dude. definitely, he's too vanilla he's for so her, vanilla. for sure. He's like aggressively. Um, but he handled, because he's such a vanilla, like quadrilateral piece of cardboard, he handles this whole situation. Like clearly Anne Hathaway and Nicholas are like having a like jealousy off and Andrew and Lady Alyssa, for that matter, handle it like a champ. They're just like, we'll just let you guys flirt it out over here. And we're going to go get a drink. Um, and then they go to a fountain. And Mia uses some of her fan skills that she used earlier, that she learned earlier, to just be, like, very upset at him. 
And then he kisses her and she's like, she gets like all flustered about it. She's like, oh, that, that was horrible. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't horrible. And then they fall in the fountain. <laughs> which is classic. Oh, fountain. Also, Nick was getting out of this fountain is so funny. Go back and check. He has a very hard time getting out of the fountain and it's very funny. <laughs> so she comes back soaking wet, as does he, presumably. And uh, Andrew says a line that is stuck in my head. Do you know what it is? No. She, he says, um, well, fuck, now I can't remember it. I think he says, she's going to be a handful, isn't she? And the queen, ah. goes, the queen goes, you'll never be bored, Andrew. Um, and he, Classic. And then, like, fear washes over his whole face. It's very funny. And he's like, huh, I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah, he's like, oh, God. Um, and he's like, I just want to marry Lady Alyssa. Yeah. And have my boring vanilla life where I, like, Honestly, I Nothing. ship him and Lady Alyssa. They seem great together. They, Yeah, they are great together. Um, and then Julie Andrews finally has her come to Jesus with Anne Hathaway about this, like, extra, not marital, but extra fiancé <laughs> um, affair. Extra fiancé. <laughs> okay. I very bravely invented the term <laughs> extra fiancé it's, it's for this situation. For sure. Thank you. Um, and she goes, I like, I like the line where Anne Hathaway goes, sometimes don't you just lose it? And she goes, other people get to lose it. We get to find it, which I think is <laughs> which funny. Is just what does it mean? Unclear. It makes no sense. But, you know, and then Mia like storms into her room as if she's like 12, which I love. That she's, was a great Julie Andrews impression, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And then we get to one of my fave scenes. It's the parade. I don't know what this parade is for, but they're having a parade. The prettiest lady's sitting in the stang. <laughs> oh my God. I don't forgot Riding about. in the stang. Riding in the stang. And then the craziest cameo of all. <laughs> what is it? Abigail Breslin. Oh my, it's not a cameo at this point. She's like a young actor. Like I know it's not job. a cameo, but then you go back and you watch you're it like, and you're like, holy cameo. shit, that was Abigail Breslin. Yeah, and she's really like Abigail breslin and she is presumably Italian because she goes, I'm too little, too piccolo. Um, and she, she plays a little girl named Carolina, mm-hmm. a little orphan, and then Mia Mia sees her being teased by the older boys at the orphanage, and then she becomes a national hero. <laughs> By holding hands with this orphan, and then they all get to march Aww, in the parade. And they it's all the get to be thing. princesses, even the boys. The, She's like, it's the world also, needs princess too, and they're all just great. It's just so good, and they're all so excited. Yeah. But then also, it allows Queen Clarice and what's his face, Hector Elizondo. Why don't I remember his real name in the movie? Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> it allows. <laughs> Also, his real name? Okay. It allows Joe and Queen Clarice to sit and and flirt mm-hmm. at their leisure yeah. in, in the carriage by themselves. And also for us to see that Mia would be a good queen. Except for John Reese davis who was like, what a slick political move. And Nicholas is oh, like, Oh, yeah, but then it's also I'm like, okay. She's so great. Um, and then... And Elsie Kentworthy is there because, of course, she is. Yes, of course. Um, and then we see her meet with, like, some of the higher-ups, I guess, in Genovian government. And she, like, in a... in a She starts strong as a soon-to-be 
queen by dismantling the patriarchy by taking this castle that they usually use for the like white men in the parliament to like vacation or something and turns it into an orphanage which is great lily's in on this meeting too it's very unclear honestly this movie is probably why i'm a feminist like (laughs) i so many parts of this movie are essential to my being it's true me too i mean her like oh and then i love this joke with this guy um i can't remember what the joke is but basically he's like oh my brother is an architect and she's like actually i've hired your brother and then the brother comes in it's a great joke these guys and they're wearing the (laughs) same tie like they're brothers who hate each other who picked out the same tie i love it aren't they twins though isn't that the whole thing is that they're twins yeah they're twins but like if you hate your brother you don't wear the same tie as him but then we don't get that they're twins they look exactly alike Everyone knows that twins always wear the same clothes, Ella. Like, I just don't. I love the comedy of being like, I hate this person, and then showing up and they've chosen the same tie as you is just would be so frustrating. And I just has that never it. happened to you though? You like walked in somewhere and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely like been in a situation where I was like, I love that movie, and then someone I hate also says they love it, and I'm like, that's why I you shouldn't shop have fast fashion. What? That's why you shouldn't shop fast fashion. I don't. I don't know what that means like what does that mean you shouldn't shop at like places that mass produce stuff as quickly as possible because that's where everyone gets their clothes first of all and also it's terrible for the environment and it abuses workers this has been so educational i'm glad that we and i wouldn't know any of that if this movie hadn't made me a feminist (laughs) and then we're in the the hallway before her bridal shower lily says they're like she runs in nicholas she's like hi and then nicholas is like hi and lily's like my hello is insignificant and bows out which i think is <laughs> such a fun little lily line um nicholas is impressed with the orphanage situation um and i also love that on the eve of her bridal shower lily is like still wing manning mia oh nicholas. for sure like what is lily's lily like think? this Does marriage she think that they're gonna get together in the nick of time or like what is she th- or does she is she just like love the drama of it like i just don't understand what her end game is like as a friend i mean the arranged marriage is you know for political purposes only as all royal arranged marriages are and also historically pretty much every king ever had like ten thousand mistresses so it's kind of the same thing except for because of the patriarchy i feel like queens aren't allowed to do that that's true and except for this is a disney movie so but anyway so yeah then they have this bridal shower all the like princesses show up one of them is like has braces and she's like i love your braces and she's like i'm getting two diamonds put in Ugh. oh yeah like these girls are like really cute but also insufferable they do the mattress surfing which is cute and then also and that guy who like announces everything like does his staff and is like princess Annalie has to go to potty princess Ami has to go potty <laughs> which is so bum, embarrassing bum. like i feel like that could really scar you as a kid yeah but she was like four i guess but like why would you announce that um she announces everything <laughs> okay they're probably just used to it um and also anne hathaway says uh because julie andrews is gonna match her surf and she's like oh i I didn't know you could do that or something. And she's like, I've done a lot of flying in my time, which is a Mary Poppins Oh, yeah. And she wears the world's classiest pajamas. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's so many layers. It's like a layered set. Um, Like with the chiffon hood. Yeah. Oh, it has a hood. 
forgot about that. Also, I said, LOL, at Lily's WWF shirt, which is like so <laughs> like a way to code her as a certain kind of person in 2004. Hardcore. Um, and then they get this song, which I found out is the first time that Julie Andrews had sung publicly since 1997. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, because, so she had, I guess she had nodes, right? Like vocal nodules. Yeah. And she had surgery to get them removed. Um, and I guess it, it didn't go well. She like sued the doctors, I think. She sued like two doctors, but she couldn't sing, like couldn't sing after that. And I guess this was her i mean that that seems crazy like i don't know how they pitch that to her especially since anne hathaway can sing like to give them you know it seems like julie andrews would be like i don't want to do that but i guess gary marshall um got her to do it disney was like do it but she's julie andrews like i would be like but it's disney Eh, yeah i guess so um it was like the disney channel i don't know I guess no, so. I don't think it was. It I wasn't? Think it was Walt Disney Pictures. Oh, you're right, because it has that logo at the beginning. Um, And then there's, like, a little hip-hop version of it, which <laughs> is a little cringy. It's, like, very close oh, to rapping yeah. grandma to me. Anne Hathaway says, Anne Hathaway says, um, I might have tweeted. That's something that wouldn't air in 2019. There you go. Yeah, and also Anne Hathaway saying, I might have tweaked it a little bit on my computer, which... What does that oh, mean? Oh, like Anne Hathaway <laughs> fucking knows how to do that. It's like, oh, on she's her like fifteen also- pound two thousand four <laughs> yeah. computer. She's like a music producer now. Um, <laughs> and then, all right, then we get that fun song, which is great. I I know all the words to that song. I love Raven coming in on it and making it sound awesome. It's good. <laughs> um, and then Nicholas and John Reese Davies. This movie is a series of scenes. Uh, where all the almost all of the Nicholas scenes are like him and John Reese Davis one on one. I bet they knocked all of those out in like two days. Um, but Nicholas believes in Mia as a queen now, so she's like, I think that we should just like bow out. Like I don't really care anymore, John Reese Davies. And John Reese Davies is like, you're right. Go tell her we surrender. Which Nicholas is dumb for believing this. Um, and so he does. He goes, this is where she's practicing her archery still. And Lily says, who should I shoe? Tell me who to shoe and I'll shoe, which I love. This is a great <laughs> Lily line. And it then is. this is where he teaches her how to shoot an arrow. It's so cute. Brigitte and Brigitte are like, we should give them privacy. It's like, Brigitte, you guys are all complicit in this ridiculousness. They really are. But it's also like, I'm so here for it that I don't really care. I guess that's how they all feel. They're also here for it that they don't care. Um, but Nicholas says, I think it's time I gracefully bow out. And then he's like, can I see you again one more time? I don't know what his plan is at this point. What do you think his plan? What do you think his plan is at this point? Do you think it's just like, do you think he still thinks he can win her over? I, you know, my thing with him is I don't even know if he wants to, you know? Like, I don't even know if he feels for her in that way. I think he just really. Really? Yeah, no, I think he wants to. And I think it sucks for him to be in that position. But I don't think he's like, I love Mia so much. She's the best. I think he's really just trying to get there. 
and he and he's hurt that she's not also. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because you know when they kiss at the end and he's like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, and she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm watched all the time. But then she's up in her room and <laughs> Lily, I love Lily bursting in and saying, I can, <laughs> she says, I can announce myself. Lily Moskovitz. It's so funny. Hi, Miss Lily. May we announce you? I can announce myself. Lily Moskovitz. Mia, look out your window. Why? What's going on? Look out your window. I love Lily in this movie. She's so funny. And she's such a good friend because she's like, do you want your bachelorette party to be like you sulking about the fact that you have to get arranged marriage or do you want to go have some fun? And then he's outside like throwing rocks at her windows. He says this little rhyme about coming down the vine and she comes up with a very quick response rhyme. Very, very quippy. And there's a very funny shenanigan where <laughs> Brigitte, Brigitte, this I think is the joke in the movie that made me laugh the most. Do you know what I'm talking about with the dance routine in the pants? Oh my God. When they're trying to be like, oh, we're just rehearsing for the show. Yeah, no. They, so Anne Hathaway happens to be right outside the window of the kitchen, which is right where Julie Andrews is. <laughs> very convenient or inconvenient. And um, Brigitte and Brigitte see it and do this like dance routine and julie andrew's reaction is priceless she's like oh that that was lovely what a shame that we didn't get to see it at the party it's so funny <laughs> like trying so hard to be polite and then it goes full fairy tale um and they ride into this misty forest on horses Mia's so quirky. She says, I love, I love Lucy reruns, and sometimes I dream in black and white. I was oh, like, who yeah, wrote that? Makes sense. Who wrote that? <laughs> Someone, <laughs> a 12-year-old. <coughs> excuse you. Hmm? I said, excuse you. <laughs> I'm very ill. Um, and then a very, very beautiful Nora Jones song plays while they dance. And it's just very cute. They dance oh to no gosh, music, Nora but Nora Jones. Jones plays for us. It's great. But this movie is G-rated, so they just, like, sort of fall asleep together on Which the is also still... Pretty, pretty kinda... intimate for a G-rated movie. I mean, yeah. And then um, they wake up, and there's a paparazzi there. And she gets upset because she thinks, I mean, and rightly so, that he called the paparazzi um and then she goes elsie kentworthy has already got the scoop she says it's out of the frying pan and into the fire for mia oh she also <laughs> says we should have proving that we should have brought an american in years ago i don't know what that accent <laughs> is um well it's okay it's princess diaries too it, we don't have to know what the accent is <laughs> no, no. all accents are importantly ambiguous except for andrews he's very british um and then andrew and mia have a confrontation they kiss presumably for the first time which how have they not kissed i i've seen the show married at first sight and kissing <laughs> the for the first time at your marriage is a bad idea hi yeah especially because yeah yeah anyway so they're like they're both not into it and they're like oh, this sucks they're <laughs> like shoot why did we agree to get married without actually ever kissing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they also, I think, cut to the cat during this part. <laughs> Fat Louie. <laughs> Fat Louie. I wish they would cut to the cat and Maurice less. Uh, I love Fat Louie. I like Maurice Fat is Louis, boring. Guess, but 
Yeah. And there's Maurice like a wasn't in the first one. There's like a C plot. No, because it's Julie Andrews' dog. There's like a C plot where like the dog and the cat chase each other. Like that's the C plot that Gary Marshall keeps coming back to. It is. It yeah. It doesn't have to be. But yeah. it's kind of. And they're also Animals like are fun. with Andrew and Mia on the <coughs> steps here. I feel like this is the point in the movie where I'm just like, just marry Nicholas. Like, this is so <laughs> obvious to me. I mean, I guess right here he thinks that she's like he's played her and so that's why for movie reasons she's not but like ugh. and then mia's mom showed up where has she been like she need like your daughter's getting married like the mom I is know. like such a non-mom like she she was such a mom in the first <coughs> one and now she's just like it's like oh i guess your grandma can mom you now like i'm done well her daughter went to college across the country and then moved to this tiny made-up country <laughs> It's true. It's tough. And also, she had a baby. It's tough when your daughter moves to a country that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it must be really tough to stay close. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like when your daughter joins Scientology. Yeah. Similar. Um, And then we get Paolo for her hairstyle. Because me and Uh Andrew decide to go, you know, through with the wedding. And Paolo comes back, which I think is weird because <coughs> I think in the first movie he sold her out where she was going to be or whatever. Like, there's something where it's like who said where she was going to be and it was Paolo. He called the um, paparazzi. Why didn't he get fired? Why are they still using him? He clearly has terrible discretion. It's because he's hilarious. I love when he says... He is great. And also, this is another runner that goes for way too long. But she goes, I look like a moose. That made me laugh so hard when she goes, I look like a <laughs> moose. And then... Oh, God, it's so funny. And then also, he does the thing where, like... he. Uh, my favorite line is when he goes, I'm so confident about this one. I use my own pictures. And it's two pictures of him. <laughs> um, it's like a surreal surreal scene, honestly. And he, like, spritzes her as his assistant with water. <laughs> it's so weird. And then we go to the wedding. She has a gorgeous wedding dress. I love her wedding dress. Um, press from everywhere yeah. is at the wedding. And uh, yeah, everyone's. Uh, we know how much people love a royal wedding. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. People love a royal wedding. They do. Um, even San Francisco Press made it there. <laughs> and she, like, one of my favorite gags. An- another thing that really makes me laugh is how the the choir person has to like speed it up based on speed it up and slow it down based on oh like, how yeah bad she's classic going. but yeah she gets scared um also hector alizondo feels compelled to tell her that nicholas did not call the paparazzi maybe it was paolo now that i think about it um it probably was it probably was and then she's has a crisis she you know when you have a crisis and you're like having a very publicized wedding and you're like you know where i can finally figure this out it's outside uh, outside in front of everybody <laughs> um but luckily she has paid for so many flowers that she, no, can't she can hide behind them yes and julie andrews gives her a really cute speech about how um you know don't make the same mistakes i did you get to make your own and that's the best oh this movie is so good this movie is, it is so good. excellent i can't wait to force my kids to watch this movie <laughs> oh every day goodness. and then i can't wait to force my grandkids to watch it every day yeah yep uh and then she goes back in determined she tells andrew that she doesn't want to marry him and he's like thank god 
Andrew's such a weird character in this. Like he's Andrew is weird. He's very hard to predict. And then she gives this great speech. It's very similar to the speech she gives at the end of the other one, the other movie. A few moments ago, I realized the only reason I was getting married was because of a law, and that didn't seem like a good enough reason. So, I won't be getting married today. Sit, sit. There may be a dinner. My grandmother has ruled without a man at her side for quite some time, and I think she rocks at it. Um, and then Chris Pine waltzes in and says that if the parliament were astute, this is my favorite moment in the whole movie, because <laughs> I fall in love with Chris Pine in this part every single time. He says, if the parliament were astute, they would make her queen. There is another heir. No, there is not. I decline. I refuse to be king. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Princess Mia who should have the crown. She's bright, and she is caring. But more importantly, she has a vision, one that will take Genovia forward. And if the parliament were astute, they would name her queen. My favorite part is when he rides the ridiculous oh, I forgot about bicycle this. with the tiny wheel to go stop the wedding. The- and then his- he's like, fuck this, I need a horse. <laughs> this is a big part of what might make it a rom-com, which is that he proverbially rushes to the airport which is a big part of every rom-com and he totally does that in this movie um but then it turns out that he didn't need to do that because she was gonna well fix things on her own i mean she does like she comes the decision on her own and she does sort of fix things i do think that him the other candidate stepping down is something that is a big convincing factor for the parliament but either way it's you know it's her character arc ends when she decides not to get married, not when he decides to be with her, you know, which I think is that's what true. makes this a coming of age movie. Um, I agree. That's my argument. Um, but yeah, and then she becomes queen. There's a coronation. It's the wonderful. coronation is so beautiful. We get the Genovian theme. Oh, wait, we skipped something so important. Oh, my God. They get married. <laughs> They're like... We have to have a wedding because we paid for this big set. They're, <laughs> the royal the royal family is like, oh, well, we don't want to waste our money. Yeah. And also they're like, <laughs> so everyone already came. Just, and then Julie Andrews just starts walking down the aisle. Oh, and, and then Julie Andrews is like, hell yeah, let's get married. Yeah. And also it's so funny because Anne Hathaway's mom left the wedding halfway through to go to the bathroom why would you do that in your daughter's wedding? Like she could have missed the it's wedding. Hilarious. But That's then she totally comes back and she's do. like. <laughs> she comes back and she's like what happened and he's like she's not getting married um but clarice is and it's like and she's just like oh what and it's just like a funny little bit <laughs> she yeah, so, misses like the most pivotal moment <laughs> yeah um but yeah so and she also like misses this huge moment for her daughter which is so triumphant it's like what are you doing Anne hathaway's mom that's so true and she was peeing and changing her son that she betrayed her daughter by hooking up with her daughter's algebra teacher teacher i think it was her history teacher but yeah well he's supposed to be an algebra teacher because she's really bad at algebra during in the book well just another betrayal there you go um so yeah they get married which is cute that's that's the the resolution of that b plot 
where they were supposed to get married. We also kind of missed the the scene where they dance, um, which is pretty cute also. Um, But yeah, and then she gets coronated. It's a beautiful ceremony. We hear the Genovian uh, theme song or whatever it's called. (laughs) Anthem. Anthem. (laughs) I like to call it country theme song. And then it goes, this is my time. Oh, I love that song. We we forgot to mention that uh, Breakaway plays during the parade scene. Oh my God. Which is the The best Breakaway music music video is on the DVD. It's so good. It's so good. Go watch the Breakaway music video. It changed my life. Stop listening to this. It also confirms that this is a coming of age movie. Yeah, true. True, true nothing could be truer if that Nora jones song had been the music video on the dvd everything would be different but that's so true and you know what let me just say this this podcast if nothing else is a plea a plea for kelly clarkson (laughs) julie andrews anne hathaway and chris pine to all come hug us oh i thought you were gonna say to make a third movie i was gonna tell you they already have a script Oh, please. I know they already have a script. Okay, great. I wrote it, by the way. This oh. is my big reveal. Wow, you should have told me. I know. Why am I still in college? I just Why are you even talking to me? Julie You're Andrews. clearly too cool for me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they when Gary roots. Marshall died, they had it in uh, the works, and when Gary Marshall died, there was some notion that they were not going to do it anymore. Um, and then they said, but then they no, were like, no, we we're going to do it, it in it's his gonna honor. Be amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so they have a script. And it's going to be amazing. Um, I read an article that Anne Hathaway said that they weren't going to do it until it was absolutely perfect. So we can expect high quality. I'm so excited. I mean, I would expect nothing less from this franchise. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they I are mean, one of the rare cases they are where only the, getting better. The sequel is so much better than the first one in a way that is so un- in- uncommon. Although, you know, what are they going to do? Because I'm not interested in watching a movie where she's just, like, running Genovia or, like, having babies. I didn't see if Chris Pine was signed on. So maybe they'll pull a Michael with him and be like, oh, Chris Pine had to go pursue his baking career. Yada, yada, (laughs) yada. And we will all collectively cry. Um, Maybe it's like, oh, no, Genovia wants to become a democracy and chris pine will save us all with his sexiness and maybe this mm-hmm. one won't be rated g it sounds Uh-oh. like you did write the script <laughs> okay honestly though when that movie comes out if anything we said comes true we could probably i don't know too yeah we could let's sue them. register this vague idea with the wga and <laughs> let's do it make some money um Okay, so the the final scene is Mia slumped over in her throne, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm queen. Um, this is the Mia that we know and love, not the, you know, coronation Mia. And Chris Pine comes in, and he's like, I don't know, I think he calls her your highness or something, and he kneels. Um, I think she says, do you have a chicken for my table, which I love. <laughs> oh yeah Um, which is the only reason they left that weird chicken donation scene in (laughs) and also because mia chasing around a chicken is just the kind of thing that happens in this movie um but and then they kiss and then that's happily ever after until it is diaries three what a gem of what a gem of a movie what an excellent movie i have one question for you Hmm. it's a serious one Hmm. the u.s is 
involvement in Yemen continued. I'm just kidding. Imagine. I just realized how seriously I had set it up, and I was like, I need to figure out. Um, um, no. What is this, NPR? <laughs> no, this is Bones cast. Imagine if we had spent an hour and a half, like, jokily talking about a Disney Channel movie from 2004, <laughs> and then switched over, and I was like, Israel and Palestine continue to... No. Um, oh, God. Anyway, my real question, what I want to know from you... Hmm. What is your favorite part about this movie? Um, obviously, it is the sexual tension between Chris Pine and Anne Hathaway. Next question. Okay, what do you think is the strongest connection between this and Bones? Oh, boy. I just came up with um, that on the spot. You said next question. I was a- like, I guess I need another question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um my love for both of these things is the greatest connection between the two. Um, they're very oh. 2000s-ness. What a cop-out answer. I'm I thought sorry, you were going to say there's the not a lot tension. of connections. That's the obvious connection here. Oh, shit. I was also going to say oh, the there's sexual a lot of t- The sexual tension between the male and female leads and the feminist undertones mm-hmm. are the two greatest I would say in Princess qualities. Diaries there's some feminist overtones but yeah princess diaries has some feminist um tones hailstorms <laughs> like it's it's it just really like, overt it's out to dismantle the patriarchy and you know movie. what we like it that way we do um i think our segments really work well for this since it aired the year before the bones pilot what is your favorite fashion moment in this movie um, other than julie andrews amazing silk pj outfit with a hood Without a doubt, without a doubt, the poncho. Okay, yeah. The the, the poncho, pink and purple poncho. I want, I want a gif of the moment Anne Hathaway laid eyes on that poncho and realized she was going to have to wear it. <laughs> she probably was like, "Oh, this is such a this is such a dope poncho because it's 2003 and I'm no, so but excited she, to wear this poncho." She's 21 at that point, or she's 22, and. I think she probably thinks and she's everyone too cool was for that wearing poncho. ponchos. Okay, okay maybe. listen. My mom knit herself a poncho around this time. I also deeply want to know if Anne Hathaway knit that poncho for herself. I think that's canon. I think Mia knit that poncho <laughs> on her way on the flight on her private jet. I mean, it's a long flight from San Francisco. Oh, well, to I guess Genovia. from Princeton. Yeah. Well, we Genovia. don't know if she went home first. There's no way to tell. Um, there is no way to tell. I, Plot hole. I also really like when Chris Pine wears black pants and then like a black silk button-up shirt. It's a <laughs> bold move. I like how every shirt Chris Pine wears is a little bit small. Oh, yeah. I do love that. Uh, who, I'm a whatever, big fan of that. Wh- whichever presumable, presumably a lady in the wardrobe department who was like, eh, maybe we go a, a little smaller. <laughs> Kudos to her. She deserves an award. Um, True. I also love um, <clears throat> all of Lily's t-shirts in this movie. And um, also, Andrew looks like he just got back from World War II all the time. <laughs> oh my god, he does. Yep. He's got like a... Yeah, he's got like a Captain America yeah, pre-becoming exactly. Captain America-ified. Maybe that's vibe. just what England is. Is that what England is? I think you're right. Yeah. 
Once again, Europeans are so quiet. <laughs> yeah. And then, do we think anything in this movie wouldn't air in 2019? I think I that... I don't remember I anything. think the Chinese singer would not air in 2019. Maybe. I mean, it's also something rated G. Yeah. You know? like, it doesn't hit on any hard-hitting it's issues. It's not going to be edgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. I really can't think of anything that wouldn't air in 2019. Yeah. Kudos to Princess Diaries 2 for being timeless. Um, True. Before we do our sign-off, um, you can reach us as a pod on Gmail, Instagram, and Twitter. We are BonesCastPod on all of those platforms. Um, to be clear, pod refers to a pod <laughs> of whales. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our primary concern is breeding whales. <laughs> um, and then you should also like subscribe to us on stitcher itunes or wherever you listen um and also rate us please rate us i've been told that's very important um but i don't know why i think it helps other people find us um and then where where can people in the meantime find you on the instas and the twitters of the world well you can always find me right here in your heart but um if you don't have one of those (laughs) Instagram or Twitter will do just fine. Um, they're both Niara Rain N I A R A Rain. Yeah. Wow, that's great. I can't Hashtag wait branding. to ha- hang out with or you on the Twitters. Branding, the as my dad would say. <laughs> uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Ella Duran E L L A D O R A N, and then on Twitter Ella Duran ninety eight because uh, someone has one. creative well as we discussed last time ella duran the uk designer is hanging out at, at ella duran on twitter so i'm gonna mention that well, every time until she gives up niara is also like a brazilian but that's just your first name like i can't even get my first and last name okay but my first name is so unique it's that true. i should be able to get it it's true imagine if i had the the, the handle at ella that would be sick um, this is what I'm saying. I want the handle at Niara so you are badly. You the premier Niara. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, How much do you think I would have to pay them to get it? I don't know, but I know that uh, my sister wants to get her first name all the time, and she, like, checks, like, all the time to see if someone has given it up yet. But, anyway, that's what you need to do. Um, I mean, mine is verified. Like, uh, there's no way I'm going to get a hold of it. You can find me on the socials just maybe uh tweeting at chris pine if he has a twitter i will find out probably not if i had to guess um and next next week we're going to go back to some regularly scheduled uh i was gonna say boning (laughs) that's not what we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing some uh bones discussion next week and uh until then i am elsie kentworthy and <laughs> it is out of the frying pan and into the fire for Mia. <laughs> that is not her accent. You did it better before. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it again. You ready? I'm Elsie Kentworthy, and you can have your <laughs> eggs inside up. I don't know what I'm doing. You do yours. You do yours. <laughs> the prettiest girls riding in the stang. <laughs>
my impression to be John Reese Davies screaming as he runs towards the dartboard, but I don't want to <laughs> max out my mic, and also it wouldn't make sense out of context. <sighs> <laughs> Are you on the podcast, Doc? Because I don't see you. No, I'm online shopping. No, Niara. <laughs> Busted. Okay, but I didn't ask what you were doing. <laughs> you didn't have to confess. Because we're late, because oh, it's okay. not her birthday anymore. Yeah, okay. We'll set that up. We'll do A that. A bitch is 84. That's, like, low-key old. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead. All right. Also, just because um, I'm okay. paranoid, are you still recording? Yes, I am. Wait. Oh my god, no, I'm not. Oh my god. I'm just kidding, I am. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. That um, was, I mean, that was just so easy. It wasn't even funny, I know, you know? I know. Um, Ooh. Heaven looks a lot like Genovia. 